0: When I think about what my child needs, when they are dysregulated, the more that I can be regulated, the more I'm going to draw them to Mm. regulation. Hi, welcome back to Family Care Learning
1: Podcast, spooky time edition. Uh, Again, uh, another disclaimer, totally not spooky. Uh, But with Halloween being around the corner, I thought it would be a fun way to kind of leverage some of these important topics of uh you know bring it bring in a little uh halloween theme a little fun a little lightheartedness. i mean we are working with kids so it's okay to laugh a little bit but nothing scarier than out of uh you know nothing scarier than now we talk about exactly exactly so brandon i roped you back in to to (laughs) joining me uh in this you're one of our regional clinical directors if i understand yeah. your job title correctly great so brandon halloween candy do you like it what's your favorite what's Ooh, what's the deal with the know, halloween candy you know so
0: i i love a i love me a good kit kat that's okay. that's okay. that's one of my uh one of my favorite one of the things that i love about being a dad is dad tax yes. that I implement mm-hmm. and I actually raise during the month of October. So yeah. Yeah. so yeah, so for those of you out there, make sure you're using the it's the dad day. tax yeah. and the mom tax with yeah. uh, the kids' Halloween yeah. candy. And yeah, stuff. auntie,
1: uncle. It's, yeah. it's sometimes just yeah, driver's just license. Use, yeah, yeah. Like, why do you get to have ice? Because I have a driver's license. I have a driver's license. I pay license. taxes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? What kind of candy
0: money? for you?
1: I, so I I like. My grandfather and I have this similar taste in candy. Mm. So if it could have been issued to him in like World War II, I would probably be a fan of it. Mom, favorite Halloween candy? Candy corn. I know. Candy corn? That wow. is, for okay. some of yeah, you, that's probably the grossest and the scariest thing that we're <laughs> going to talk about on F- Spooky Time podcast. Yeah. But. I do. I love, I love candy corn. I'm not a big fan of the pumpkins. I think it needs to be in triangular shape. Yeah, Otherwise, okay. it becomes too much. Mm. Um, I also, my kids have trained me to just take whatever they don't like. <laughs> okay, so that is also right. my mode of like, they'll be like, hey, do you want a candy? Like, great. And I'm like, which one don't you want? Yeah. Because... I'd rather get to the one they don't want while it's a little fresh than, Mm. like, rummaging around the bag in March going, oh, look at this. It's a different color than when it started. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, But, yeah, candy corn. Candy Candy corn. corn man.
0: I always think, like, I'm eating candles when I'm, like, I think of, like, a birthday candle kind of style. But, you know. I've it heard people someone. people like, yeah. it
1: tastes like motor oil, Ooh. or <laughs> I was like, I think yeah. someone might be trying to poison you, but other than that, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, candy okay. corn, it's my favorite. All right, so Brandon, today we're going to talk about what do we do when things get scary? Mm. How do we regain perspective when everything feels upside down, inevitably in any scary or thriller or suspenseful kind of movie, there's a moment where chaos breaks loose. Right. And inevitably the character makes the worst decision. (laughs) So there's a commercial that I saw during a football game recently that was like a group of, you know, attractive college students are like running around this abandoned farm and they're like, Oh, what do we do guys? And one of the person goes like, Hey, should we jump into this? Like car that's running, running ready or yeah. like the shed full of chainsaws. <laughs> and of course they choose the chainsaws and I don't remember what they're selling or what it was, but I thought that was a great example of yeah. sometimes how I parent, right? <laughs> like yeah. in the heat of the moment, <laughs> things are tense. I'm a little frustrated or there's other factors that like, I'm just not the most regulated. I will choose to run into the basement versus the running car. And Ooh. so, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot, a lot of times where it's important. And I know we talk about it a lot, yep. but the idea of self-regulation, how do we stay grounded? Yeah. Intense moments. Um, So what is self-regulation?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when I think of that, the first thought that comes to my mind is it's going to be okay. Right. Like it's this belief, right? Because it doesn't mean it's okay right now, but it's going to be, we're going to get there, right? Like it's going to be different. What I'm going through right now is not what it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think about like, there's a belief part of regulation, but then there's also like, is my body acting accordingly mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. what I'm believing? Right. And so I think, yeah, I, I totally get, first of all, you're in good company, right? <laughs> like with, with like the bad decisions made, it's so incredible how one person in their lower brain and literally is like the basement of their lower mm-hmm. brain, like the fight, flight or freeze can cause other people to go there. Mm-hmm. Right. Even a child causing an adult to do that. I've seen it so yeah. many times. I've been there so yeah. many times because of that. And you're just like, wow, this is so easy to get me dysregulated. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, self-regulation really is the ability to go, okay, It's stressful around me. Can I keep myself in a place of regulation or at least so I'm able to kind of keep in my upper brain Mm -hmm. is kind of how I think Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Great. Cool. Yeah.
1: And I think like, well, I mean, you just mentioned some of it, but why,
0: why is it so important Mm -hmm. for us
1: to parent from a regulated place? Yeah.
0: When I think about what my child needs, when they are dysregulated, the more that I can be regulated, the more I'm going to draw them to mm. regulation. So in our previous podcast, we are talking about like how powerful it is for a child to feel seen, heard, and understood. Well, when you really understand what – there's a lot of your prefrontal cortex – this top part of your brain Mm -hmm. that's going, I see you, I'm attuned to you. I'm meeting you right where Mm -hmm. you're at. You have to be kind of in your upper brain to be able to do that. The other part of it is like the whole logic thing of, I shouldn't yell at my kid or do something that is like dysregulating because it's going to cause harm in to -hmm. my child or the attachment relationship or worse. And so, so I think it, it, like you're saying, it's like that, lower brain, dumb choice, looking back yeah, at it. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of times, I don't yeah. know for all of you out there where you're like, why in the world did I make that choice? Yeah. Right. Like when you look back and you're like, I'm so dumb. No, you're just in your lower brain. Yeah. And so I think, but that the best way for us to pull kids out of that is to be there. Yeah. Ourselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's that old, like youth, youth group. My, you can only Take them as far as you've gone, Ooh, yeah. kind of kind of approach. Yeah. Of like I can only get this kid regulated when I'm regulated myself. Yeah, and, and that is incredibly difficult sometimes. Like yeah. I, yeah, and we joked earlier of like yeah, the dad tax because I have the credit cards or I <laughs> yeah. have the car keys or I have the. And one of the early trainings we did when we were being uh, licensed for foster care, our agency. I think it was them. They made us, they made us, we got the opportunity to watch a Brian Post's video oh, yeah, and he yeah. kept saying, and it was, the whole thing was about how not to engage in these power struggles. And he kept saying over and over again, he was like, remember you have the car keys. Mm. You're the reason the lights are on. Yeah. You, you have the credit cards. That's so you good. like, it, it was that sense of perspective of this is okay. This kid's reaction to, Maybe it's the word no or maybe it's the words not right now or yeah. maybe it's – which can be incredibly triggering, even just something right. as simple as that. it It's this is going to be okay. Yeah. This is not a threat to you. Someone didn't release a man-eating tiger into your house. <laughs> right, right. It is okay. And, yeah, and I think that as a parent, that is one of the – most difficult things, right? And yeah, I know you talk a yeah. lot about like your window of tolerance, yeah. right? And so like this is not going to be helpful in <laughs> in a audio format, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be yeah, able to see it. There you be- <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so you, you know, you you hold you hold up your fingers in like a little box. Yeah. And that's your window of tolerance. And then you have a stressful day at work. So maybe your window just shrinks just a little bit. Mm. Your fingers get a little closer together or then Maybe you go and your car battery died, so you're late to work, <laughs> hypothetically. Uh, you know, your window's a little tight. And yeah. then those stressors and those things eat away at your ability to maintain regulated. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think there are seasons in my life where I do really well and I'm like, oh great, okay, let let that roll off my back. Like, don't yeah. carry that with us. And then there's other times where I go home and I step on a sock and I'm like, this is it. This is (laughs) the hill I'm going to die on for no apparent reason. Other than at some point, without me paying too much attention, my window got so eaten up. The fact that I slipped on a dirty sock that my kid didn't put away somewhere is it's it. This is, I'm going to go to the mat over this (laughs) sock apparently. And, uh, yeah, I'm I just you, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. There's usually a voice in the back of my head that goes, Hey, crazy person. Yeah,
0: right. Relax.
1: Yeah. Walk away. Go take a drink of water. Do something because you're a crazy person. And if that little voice is with me in those moments, my, my wife is usually there too. Right to be there, like, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. crazy person. What <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? Like why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like why? Did you just take away the kids' holidays? Like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Happ- yeah. So, anyway, what all that to say? I think it's a very common thing. Yeah, we all don't want to do it. If you're listening to this podcast, watching on YouTube, you're obviously don't want to do that, right? Right. But what are some techniques that parents can do to stay regulated?
0: Yeah, you know, I think the, one of the things that you it doesn't matter who you're talking to, right? Bruce Perry, uh, Karen Purvis's team, right? The integrative t- treatment for attachment mm-hmm. trauma, right? Like there's so many different types of interventions out there. And w- one of them will always be saying something about what kind of rhythms, rituals, routines do mm-hmm. you have in place for yourself and with loved ones to create capacity, yeah. right? And so I think that's, that's the first thing. I gotta ask, what things do you do to create capacity mm-hmm. for yourself for mm-hmm. regulation,
1: I've gotten really good at sighing. I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I like, don't know. Can, I, can we like, hear a sigh? Yeah, so yeah, let's
0: hear it. Ooh, that's a good. Like sigh. just I, yeah. I try
1: to channel it from somewhere deep yeah, and yeah. then just just let all of the <laughs> angst and tension and just attach to the yeah. breath and then yeah. I just breathe it out. Yeah. Um, I think other things you know like. Movement, Like mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, even like I'm playing with this pen right now, Like right. I think I'm, I'm fairly fidgety as a person. Yeah. And so yeah. Always having a, a something. Yeah. To, to, to kind play of play with or to, right. to move some energy around or away from, you know, maybe my, my body. Cause sometimes that's how it feels. It's like, it's yeah. just it's trapped and I need yeah. to like, I need to get it out. Um, obviously like prayer, Mm. Those quiet moments, I think, um, walking away, taking a breath. I think those are all. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I don't breathe as much as I should, apparently. But I <laughs> yeah, think like yeah. that
0: that helps. Um, it's so interesting, right? For anyone listening, right, the most stereotypical thing is the "let's take a deep breath," yeah. and I feel seems like now if you have if you're a parent and you've said that to your child. Most of the time, it's not helpful. They're more like, don't tell me to take a regret, right? Like they get upset about it because there's such a stereotypical experience with that. But there is so much rooted in our breathing, in actually attuned breathing, I should say, right? Where it's like, I'm... like just noticing the breath Mm -hmm. and how it fills your lungs. We call that a grounding technique Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. instead of like responding to the environment, you notice your body just for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Other times um, you, you you light bulbs in your head. What's that about? There's
1: a thing. And I don't know how true this is or not, but I saw a thing on the internet that was like, breathe like a Navy seal or some (laughs) nonsense thing. But it talked about how they like inhale for a count of four. Mm -hmm. They hold their breath for a count of eight. And then they Uh like exhale for a count of 10 or like, it's like this box breathing. And so you can do like four, four and four or like, but the idea of I'm going to inhale, hold my breath, exhale, those kinds of things are all like, and that was, Another again, maybe just because I no, that's uh, actually a technique. There's a nine year old still in me that wishes he turned into a a Navy Seal. seal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, I think like that, like so. As you were talking, like that, yeah, that kind of reminder, like oh yeah, like being. That's exactly what it does. When I'm holding my breath, I'm aware of my body differently. Yeah. When I'm exhaling, I'm trying to make sure. Okay, I can get to the eight count or the 12 count or whatever that I'm doing, you know? And like, it really does pretty quickly, like create a level of healthy tension to snap me out of my dysregulation.
0: Yeah. I think another thing that at least again, for clients in our therapy practice for myself and my home, uh, having for us like nature, there's something Mm. about the beauty of nature Skies, mountains, clouds, open fields, forest trees, like deep colors, right? All of those things, just even noticing those, Mm. taking them in while breathing. And so you'll see like even in our therapy offices, you have different kind of ocean and beach scenes. We have walls covered in like forest scene, right? Like these different things to kind of really kind of take your brain out of the situation just a moment and focus on something that is just so beautiful okay. and, and really kind of takes this spatial part of your brain to kind of mm-hmm. look at it and go, wow.
1: I think one of our interns taught me this and one of our, like one, yep. and one of our interns, one of your counseling interns, mm-hmm. and I apologize. I don't remember who it was, but yep. they did this thing and you can, this is how imperfect my brain usually works, <laughs> right. but it's like, what are five things you can see? Yeah. What are four things you can touch? Or maybe it's... Yeah. You know, and so you, your, your kid or even... I, I will do this because I, I think it's a fun... You know, it's like, okay, well, I feel my jeans and then yes. the smoothness of the paper, which yeah. is different than than the table, which is different than this fuzzy thing on the microphone yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, and then you go... Yeah, so you go see... You work through the senses. Yep. So see... Touch, I think, and it's like hear, yeah,
0: and then smell. Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't, I don't taste. Sometimes I don't, it, I don't yeah, remember use, the taste. Yeah, line. yeah. Sometimes
0: a lot of times I, we use different kinds of things like mints or candies or something, even just kind of popping in in the mouth and kind of rolling it oh, around nice. the tongue. Okay. You know, it's just so interesting the the power of mindfulness, right? Like even for those of you out there, it's like you take your cell phone and just kind of notice the weight Mm -hmm. of it in your hand and feeling it, right? And just kind of being mindfully attuned to something takes your mo your mind off of whatever you're like getting super dysregulated about in the moment, and you can kind of get into sense like yeah. that and it's so powerful uh, um just changing your attunement just uh, a little bit yeah. so
1: yeah that's so yeah it's cool no I yeah I fairly I yeah I have more thoughts than I thought I did about something like this but I think yeah. there's a lot of different resources and things out there of yeah. mindful to te- mindfulness techniques or yeah. things like that 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 we can implement and yeah get get weird, get experiment, (laughs) see, see what works. Cause I've tried some things. I was like, well, that was dumb. And then other things are like, Oh, I do like looking around my living room and seeing how many
0: different things I can find or whatever. Um, So a perfect example of that, where it's like, for instance, with my kids, if I tell them to be mindfully aware of what they can see, no, no go. Yeah. But if I play, I spy with them, right. All of the sudden, they start to become mindfully aware of it, right? Like it's, it's so interesting how, uh, for instance, uh, mindfulness of body, right? There's a lot of kids that are just going to go and maybe you have those at home where it's like, I'm not going to relax my body. Mm. I'm not going to pay attention to one part of my body. But if you get into, let's say a, basketball shooting competition yeah. or a, a nerf gun shooting, yeah. right? Where you, okay, let's close an eye. Let's take a breath. Let's shoot a nerf dart gun on a target or whatever. But I got to steady my hand, right? Like it's the yeah. same thing, um, but you're doing it in the context of play. Yeah. And so I find a lot of times that is so helpful sneaky for kids. It. Yeah, it's sneaky, right? One of them. Yeah.
1: One of the things when uh, I was a youth pastor for a while, we'd do these turnaround trips to Magic Mountain. Yeah. A lot of that Yo, is yeah. just go, like you wait in line for two hours or whatever. Yeah. But what we would do is see how many people we could, I don't know, again, because we're just nothing else to do for two right. hours while yeah. waiting for a ride or whatever. But we would touch the wall and we would go, ah, it's kind of squishy. Mm. Just to see how many other people would touch it and yeah. I don't think that's like again I don't want to lie to like lie to our kids right, but that's right. almost like the idea of like hey what mm. what does this couch feel like or like hey does yeah. this does this feel weird to you yep too or like what is this yeah so. and, and
0: you think about that right why because there's like this novelty of like there's something different that I can kind of understand or integrate. That is a perfect example oftentimes with one of my kiddos that uh when they're struggling with being regulated, uh I'll either on my on myself or on him kind of like will rub something, let's say like a mole or a pimple or like a hair or something mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh that that feels kind of weird. What is going on there? Right. And like, and then I'll have him feel it. Right. And so I'm like, what do you think that is? And it's interesting how something like that can all of a sudden snap him out Mm -hmm. of a dysregulated frustrating Mm -hmm. and be attuned to something really quickly, which then we transition that right into nurture where it's like, Oh dad, let me help you with this thanks. Wow. Or let me help you with this son. And he's going, thanks. Right. But there's this caregiving. And so a lot sneaky, sneaky is, uh, is can be good sometimes with some of them.
1: And I think that again, another call to why it's so important for parents to be regulated. Yeah. Why? Cause we need to be able to adapt and think and do, do a little improv sometimes to, to help diffuse Diffuse the situation.
0: And I know for for me, one of the most dysregulating things as a dad is right. If there's a season where my child's window of tolerance is really small because of trauma, trauma anniversaries, different things like that, it can kind of feel like, uh, this is kind of going on forever. Mm -hmm. And That is usually a mindset of like, this is always happening Mm. and I Mm. just need a break. But to tell myself or remind myself, like, it's not going to be like this forever. They will get regulated. They will get back on track. We're going to help them improve. Right. And so Mm. I know for me, that is such an important thing to kind of set my hope Mm. on. It's going to get better. Yeah. And it will. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I would like to shift the conversation a little okay. bit
1: to, uh, uh, and you mentioned it, the, this idea of rituals or mm. ceremonies that families can incorporate to help facilitate an environment. So yeah. more of like, almost like physical space that we're occupying together yeah. of regulation. Um, and again, a book that I can't, rave about enough, uh, seven core issues in adoption permanency by Sharon Kaplan, Rosia and Alison Davis Maxon. They give a quote and, and I'll just read it. Okay. It says children who are, ado- uh, children who are adopted or fostered or fostered or in a kinship family. Benefit from structured and predictable home environments where rituals for routine tasks are utilized to reinforce their sense of security and felt safety um, and continuity. So again, the goal, our yeah. kids feel safe. They know what's next. They, they have a sense of, I understand what's happening. Yeah. They, they continue in these and they give some suggestions. I said, these might include, uh, Bath time, bedtime, play time as uh, uh, rituals to help a child transition comfortably through their day. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, what are, maybe what are some of the benefits or some of these things that might come from an environment of regulated, regulation and connection
0: yeah. in our homes? So I think about the, the power of rituals is, I don't know, have you ever been walking through a forest and you venture off the path, but then you're trying to find the Mm. path, right? Like, what do you typically look for when you're going, where's the path? The path, path, (laughs) right? You're typically looking for an area that is well-worn, right? That there's not like foliage, grass, kind of plants growing through that, right? Like, and it's usually much easier to kind of walk up Mm. and down that, right? If you just kind of Mm. think about that. Well, literally that's what we're doing with any kind of ritual and routine Mm -hmm. is we are making a pathway in the brain and we are almost cementing or paving or Mm -hmm. clearing away so that there is a neural pathway in the brain for regulation connection that is happening. And so for instance, with my kids, when it's like, when it's bedtime, I'm, engaging them in calming, quieting, regulating activities that sends them down this pathway of calm, quiet, regulated, peaceful connection, right? And so that that can be like, I know with uh, sense they can really stand up. So like eight months in their little cribs, right? Every one of my little ones, I would take their hands, right? And we would usually do some kind of fun, like winking or smiling. Like we would copy and because they're younger, I would often copy them. And then, then we would kind of laugh and then they would copy me. And then we would oftentimes put our heads together and we would pray and p- prayers at that time usually is like a thank you for candy. Thank you for right. Like you write, like all the Those wonderful things yeah. ah, that's yeah. your prayers yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> especially around the, uh, the Halloween time. Right. Like, but, those rituals is, are paving in their brains this, one, mm-hmm. we're touching and we're connecting, two, we're connecting with God, but then three, we're thinking about things we're thankful for, mm-hmm. right? Like, and all of a sudden, you are paving a neural pathway in their brain that is going to help them get back to regulation mm-hmm with consistent routines like that. And so it's, it's so helpful to use. And you think about like, well, that's not a, like a practical solving Mm -hmm. of if my child is flipped their lid, Mm -hmm. but you want to get faster to regulation. You got to have those routines and different things like that. And so that's, that's one example I think of where it's just so powerful. And I, and oftentimes I would use that with my little ones as they got older, I'm going, Bud, give me your hands. Like, let me just hold your hands, right? And because it's face to face, and I'm holding their hands, already starts to pave a neural pathway of when we would put our heads together, connect, and pray in that uh, way. Yeah. And so it's interesting; they're not even aware of that happening, but because it's something I've paved, it naturally kind of gets them there yeah. faster. Yeah. 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 So just one one yeah. idea about, but anything that you, your family does that is attachment rich, mm-hmm. that is calming, that is kind of what we would think is like a positive resource mm-hmm. development. So positive thoughts, positive emotions regulated. So my heart's not racing, mm-hmm. right? I'm just, I might even kind of demonstrate some kind of calm breathing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So powerful in those routines um, to literally get kids calmer faster. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, yeah, some of the things that we have is, you know, as a family is like, we've got a little mantras that each of our kids say on our way to school. Right. So we make, we make the right turn and almost like it is at this point, almost Pavlov was the (laughs) guy, right? right, right? Like that. They, they make the turn and it just sometimes shoots out of their mouth unexpectedly almost at times. Right. Like just nope. That's what we do, and this is and it like could be a day to school. It could just be hey, we're gonna go to the volleyball game at the school, mm-hmm. and we make that turn, and it it comes out. And I think yeah, it's those types of things. And the hope there is, or with them is, they're gonna remind them of who they are, that they're loved, that yes. they're safe, that they're strong, they're capable to to take whatever challenges the day might might bring, right? Um kind of right before they jump out of the minivan to face whatever challenges the day might bring. But. Right.
0: And all of that, right? Like their strength, their value, again, kind of gets to this kind of belief or mindset, like it's going to be okay. Got a little lighting issue <laughs> yeah, going on yeah, back is, here, it's but exciting. it's light bulb time, right? right like, yeah. but, wow. but, but really it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like I'm going to be okay because I'm capable, yeah. I'm confident, right? Whatever yeah. that might look like. Ah. And so, yeah. Yeah. Great. That's yeah. I awesome think ritual. some of the other
1: things too, like even just physical things in our house, mm. right? Like, um, one of our boys has a giant bean bag mm. in his house. Yeah. Or in his room, in our house. Yeah. And yeah, he uses that thing to like jump on. He uses that thing to like cuddle in. He uses – it like it's, I think every house should have a giant it's bean bag. A giant bean bag. Yeah. But, you know, another one of our sons has, um, it's like a swing-type mm, yeah. deal. It's almost like a hammock, but it's kind of stretchy, so you can really, like, get in it oh, and, like, yeah, and like, yeah. curl up in there. And, yeah, and, and so I even think some things like that are really important to, to to have. You know, when we talk about, like, physical space. And so, yeah, yeah after school, we don't jump right into homework because that why I fight why pick that fight? But, right. Yeah. But Yeah. They, they run in and they grab a snack or they carry their snack in them with, from with them from the car and they just kind of sit and relax for 20 mm. minutes. And they just kind of do these things where whatever, whatever today held, you don't have to deal with it Oh, for those good. 20 minutes. Yeah. And then we'll start homework and then we'll connect and then we'll, you know, like it, yeah. it's even like we try not to even ask too many questions about their day. You know, like just, yeah, you, yeah, just go breathe a little bit. Yeah. Relax. Just de-stress. Yeah. Just let it go. You're going to be with us the rest of the night. So, (laughs) right. We'll get there. I'll run out of questions to ask you. So why not? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need me interrogating you about what good choices did you make and how, you know, (laughs) like what kind of respectful kid were you? Yeah. Those. Yeah
0: yeah those kinds of things we'll get there and i think another point just to kind of even the things that you're talking about right like the the swings and the bean bags that all oftentimes is meeting a physiological need yeah. right like so oftentimes kids who are like sensory seekers will need that exercise the mm. push pull you're we talking mm-hmm. about like the fidgeting and those kinds yeah. of things right like but it, it, Oftentimes in school, kids are not getting enough of that. Mm -hmm. And so, to I know for our kids, like it's the trampoline trampoline. or the pool, right? Like it's like those things for them, they need that, what we call proprioceptive. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, that's the word I was going to use. Yeah, that's the word (laughs) you're going to use. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that proprioceptive or vestibular. So, proprioceptive is like that deep muscular input, and Mm then vestibular is like the spinning, where you're at in relationship to the world, right? Those things, we all have like a certain level or appetite for that. And we see a lot of times our children might be sensory seekers mm-hmm. with that. And so to have routines where you're naturally intentionally meeting that in ways where they're not mm-hmm. getting trouble, super, yeah. super helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's I love great. it. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah, brilliant, man. Go climb yeah. on those things. Yeah, Because I won't yell at you if yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. like, And that's the thing is like they're going to meet their needs. Yeah, They can either do it on a socially appropriate way on a trampoline yeah. or they can get in trouble doing it on the expensive their furniture yeah, or, or whatever, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, cool. So continuing,
1: uh, I wanted to pull one more quote you and kind of get your response of of some things yeah <clears throat> again talking about rituals and ceremonies they they say this from uh seven core issues in uh, adoption and permanency rituals and ceremonies are particularly relevant for to kids who are in transition from one place to another like foster care mm-hmm. and for creating and strengthening new family attachments like adoption yeah, children who are uh, who have no language for what's happening in their lives may experience a ritual that can help them conceptualize and give meaning to the events that impacted them. Mm. They continue by saying rituals draw attention and provide an avenue to facilitate the calming presence of a child into the family system. And I love this word, clan. Clan. Yeah, I love that idea of yeah that yeah. A lot of these kids whether if in foster care, sometimes you're, you're part of a family temporarily because that's, that's the intention, right? Yeah. Reunification is the goal. And uh, sometimes in adoption or permanency, guardianship or a kinship relationship or something like that is like, this is your family. These, these are the people you belong to and who belong to you. and, and so what what are some rituals or things families have done to give kiddos a voice in their story mm. or to give them an avenue of we belong here. So uh, yeah just yeah to yeah so we in our family we have each kiddo and it's around like a cute little sign thing <laughs> but um is each kiddo that was in our home during when we fostered? Mm. And so we have, and it's, something again it's something about love and how even if it's temporarily with us the love will continue wherever you go and and things like that but that is one of the things that you know like we kind of find ourselves like stopping and looking and and going like oh yeah i remember her or i remember him and i remember you know like oh that was fun or you know like those those kinds of things or like you know, a lot of times, it's maybe a little bittersweet, too, sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, remember when that happened? Oh, do you remember how that kind of ended? Or, you know. Yeah. Like it, but it is that sense of the love and the feelings that we have for those kiddos. Whatever the outcome, still remains. Yeah. And still, yeah. still are able. So the our boys can run up to it and they see their pictures for when we were fostering them. Yeah. Go, hey, that's me. You know, or like, where's my hair? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's just a bald baby. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) So, but yeah, are there other examples or or things like that 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 families have um, utilized to help kids give voice
0: or develop that identity? Yeah, Yeah, I think one of the things that oftentimes like around a dinner table is even – having kind of consistent spots or seats around a dinner Mm. table. So it's like Mm. when we come together, this is your spot. This is where you will always come and be a part of this. Mm. Um, I think even along with that, um, not all the time do we do this, but some of the time, right? Like even the idea of like serving one another in at the table. Mm. So like, Hey, I'm going to get my brother to the left next to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to get their food. So I'm asking like, what would you like? Would you like it this? Right. And so then we're, but we also kind of create this like, Ooh, yeah, that's like the perfect amount. Thank you very yeah. much. Or can I have a little bit yeah. more? Right. And so what we're doing is it's like you have a spot and that spot is serving one and we go kind of different directions, mm-hmm. but the idea that it's like, Hey, littlest sibling you have the capacity to influence and make mm. an older sibling or even a parent feel good, yeah. right? Which naturally is this value and worth yeah. to that, regardless of how long that you've been in, in our home yeah. or been a part of it. Right. And so even yeah. doing that when we have guests or family members over mm. and it's like, Oh wow, this is good. And you know, they kind of first watch some of yeah. our kids do that. And so I would say that's one of the things along the lines of the photos, um, we we tend to not have as much stuff on our walls because of how crazy and wild sure. Sure. We're, yeah. we we yeah. have but like yeah. we will screen share google photos and so we kind of oh, cool. we label uh, the faces right like and so now google knows every person that's been in my house sure. probably but that's, and knows their name but
1: it's not st- Scary for right, right. yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's a whole anyway, other anyway, reason. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the a, next uh, Halloween scary podcast. Different right? Different podcast. Yeah. that we don't yeah. need to talk about. We it. don't need to talk <laughs> about that.
0: But but there is something where it's like so easy to kind of go. Oh, let's look at so yeah. and so, and and it's so funny because the because this is like a routine that we do uh, a couple times a month usually the kids kind of have their favorites. So it's like, oh, let's go look at so-and-so. Remember that one time they were falling asleep in their plate, right? And they got their face all messy, right? Like, And so now we're all kind of laughing but delighting in, which is kind of cool when you have like a little sibling – looking at the older siblings baby pictures and delighting in them right because oftentimes it's always kind of one way and so i I would say that's another great is like hey let's go look at photos or videos and i mean the way that cloud storage is now it's like man it's like endless with that stuff right so Um, easy and yet it's something that we are laughing and delighting in, and yeah. so I would say that's that's another thing that I've found has been super helpful to just reflect on people. Same thing with if uh, for the we have a pretty close relationship with some of the biological mm-hmm. family of our adopted mm-hmm. children, and so that's another way when we are not able to have contact with them, but yeah. we really miss them, yeah. um, we go back and yeah. watch some of the funny things that we've done, yeah. and so yeah. yeah some of the things
1: that yeah we've done uh some of our kiddos have like individual like you know those little photo books that you can get and so we're always looking for you know those flash sales or whatever it's like okay hey we can get all right we can make our kids a couple books and it's just old photos of family members or events or things that you know and then that way yeah like how many times like do I just see a kid pick one up and start thumbing through it or letting them decorate Mm. their room in the way that they want with the photos that they have that there's these like physical reminders of these are all part of your story. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I've, I've heard people doing like, um, vision boards Mm. or things like that of, you know, even projecting a bright and valuable future. For themselves, Ooh, so I good. think, could be really, really impactful and really, really powerful. Um Because, yeah, it's it's that it, the the goal for these things, obviously, again, connection, reminding them of where they where they've come from. Yeah, continually being able to to normalize their story in the past, but then also like moving forward together. Yeah, yeah, and oh, yeah, and so I think. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's cool. It's, it's fun how there are times where things will happen and it's not, it's not a big, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, like I think when we're sitting around the table, right? Like asking like roses and thorns, highs Mm, and lows. Yeah. uh, I try to think of, you know, like. Blessings and bummers, or whatever, you know, like just all kinds of names for the same thing. I love that. Yeah. Just to give them, you know, give like it's the same thing. It's that desire of, I want to hear about your day. I want to connect with you. I want to, I want to know you're doing good. Like what was, yeah, what was great. And sometimes it was like, it was only bummers today or whatever. And then uh, the other times, like, yeah, it was fine, you know, and you're like, okay, great. Like I don't, I don't, it's almost like, Yes, I would love a response. Yeah. However, my, especially our older ones, they, I understand. Yeah. You're now to an age where you, you are going to initiate the connection that you want to have with me. Yeah. I just want to make sure that that gate and that road <laughs> is as wide, wide as open. possible. Yeah, yeah. 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 If that means we end up having a conversation <clears throat> at, 10 30 at night when you're supposed to be going to bed. Great. I'm going <laughs> to eat that up. Yeah.
0: How many times does that happen though, right? With oh, our, yeah. with yeah. The, like adolescent, yeah. pre adolescent, you're just yeah. like, man, yeah.
1: but you, okay, you I'll you take it. You started making this quesadilla for yourself 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to tell you to go to bed anytime soon yeah. because, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's those so powerful, those kinds of things of, even yeah like like i said just being making an, a ritual to be available mm. even if it's just oh you know johnny went to go make a quesadilla in the in the kitchen slash living room or however yeah. that's kind of how yeah. our, our house is yeah. connected but i i want to be there i want yeah. to like just hey yeah oh quesadilla huh great all right all right sometimes Let's- yeah it sounds real yeah. Dumb and dumber. Oh, big gulps, huh? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but other times that's the the crack that they need to feel comfortable. Mm. And so even
0: yeah, even just kind of these rituals that we have. Such a beautiful space that I think can feel. It, it, you can pass by it and not even yeah. realize how beautiful it was yeah. with some of that connection, but it, it, it just really is. I think about another one that my kiddos are used to doing is they call it uh, iron sharpens iron. It's like from the verse, right? Yeah. Iron sharpens iron like one man sharpens another. Mm-hmm. But it's just really kind of thinking about whether it's that day or if we've had a rough day, maybe Mm -hmm. it's in the last week. What is something that you just really love and appreciate about your sibling or a specific Mm -hmm. family member? But we really, you know, and we take time kind of doing it. And oftentimes what it is is we'll pick a family member and the whole family will say something about them. And then we'll go to the next one, right? And so the whole family will say the next one. But the idea, right, is this you are so valued and you are so important to our family and you bring something completely Mm -hmm. unique again. And we delight in that. Right. I think about that image of like a parent holding a baby and they're like, Oh, you're so beautiful. Right. It's that same thing, Mm -hmm. but in like a, an age appropriate way and to even give children the power to do that to other children by delighting. Super powerful yeah. with like attachment perspective yeah. stuff with that, which is really regulating. Yeah. Um, as as they get used to it, you yes. know, it might not be regulating right at first, right? Yeah. But even as you're doing it in a rhythm or routine, it again paves that neural yeah. pathway.
1: I mean, this has been good for me. I hope it's been a blessing for people yeah. watching or listening to it as well. Um, some quick next steps if you want to go further in this idea of. It's kind of self-regulation how do we create an environments of attachment rituals things like that um you can check out familycarelearning.org mm-hmm. and i think we just learned.com also gets you yeah hit, so yeah. whichever one you want but arizonafamilycounseling.com yep for sure i yep. know that one and and in particular check out classes that um, are like parenting with empowerment is yeah. that do I have that correctly yeah
0: yeah that one really t- looks at kind of like all of the needs for a child to really help them stay regulated and from environmental to internal great um, and so yeah I think it's a super helpful that's awesome class.
1: Yeah. But, yeah and reach out to us again yeah. CFC we're here to strengthen families and serve at-risk kids in the name of Jesus that's that's why we're here that's, that's why the lights do. are on yeah so we want to support you for that. Brandon, thanks again for joining me in the, so. the, the, the Family Care Spooky time. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't too spooky.